All right, welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today, I am joined by It's a Living, Ricardo Contreras. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you so much for inviting me. Let's get into the question, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, first question, the obvious. Why it? Why It's a Living? Where did that name <laughs> come from? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's the first thing everybody kind of asked me. Yeah. Um, it, it's been like a like a journey for kind of the naming and kind of like my it it just been a whole journey so it started back in uh oh, it's been a four or five years i guess i was just watching this concert on youtube and it was like death from above and i was so stoked i couldn't make it it was a coachella whatever and then i saw the drummer had like a super cool tattoo here on his kind of chest like said like it's a living and i was like oh it kind of resonated me but like i was like oh that's cool then later a couple of years i was just like looking for kind of like a name for a studio kind of like taking like my my branding side you know something like that because my name ricardo gonzalez like it's pretty standard wordy. <laughs> yeah yeah so i was looking for something and i don't know something like nothing really came up and and like for me but then i started like freelancing doing all this work you know the things i like to do and one of the things you know lettering and illustration and that's what i figured out i was started making a living of what i love and it became a living. That's why it's a living. So I read that your uh, passion for letter forms comes from your childhood when you were looking at old letters written in Spencerian by your grandfather in the 1950s. Can you tell me a little bit more about that experience and, and what that was like for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like something very powerful at the time. I was just a kid, you know, I spent most of my childhood at my grandma's house, you know, she would take care of me. Um, so just going through like papers and seeing all these like crazy, like super beautiful, like, uh, letters, it was like really cool to see like all this, um, like perfect, like letter forms, everything was so neat, you know, even though like using ink and the pen and, you know, I just loved it. Um, also I grew up a lot, like looking at, uh, portraits and stuff like that. I used to draw a lot. I still kind of draw a lot too, but like my focus kind of like somehow came naturally in right. like letter forms. I wouldn't say like typography because it really ranges from calligraphy, lettering, typography. Now I'm doing some kind of street art, but not really. So, and some art, fine art on the side as well. But yeah, bas the main focus is just words. So uh, that's what I use for, for, for all my work. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. So from that point forward, was there ever a time that you strayed away from from art and and uh, letter form design, or had you always kind of just like when you were a kid and you drew as a kid and then you just kept on going? No, that's a good question because like it was just something that I never thought like you could make a living off, you know? Um, no pun intended. Yeah, no, not at <laughs> all. So what what happened? Like I I I started you know like doing graffiti at a time of like in kind of like uh what is it like a ninth grade whatever uh uh middle school type thing and then um yeah so like i used to just get bored yeah i used to just get bored and then like instead of taking notes i wouldn't pay attention i was just always drawing so i said like i'm just gonna make it fun you know taking notes so i started doing kind of like calligraphy so I, I learned script and all my notes like it took me a lot of time to really like write nicely and then after a couple years i'll just like you know like write really 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 need <laughs> yeah so i really got into that but then after like i got into graffiti like really hard and that's all i was doing so it, I, I just went crazy like i was tagging everything i was just tagging that was my thing just yeah. 
writing, writing, writing everywhere. Um, and then after that, you know, like at some point things had to stop, especially that because at the time, um, uh, thanks to my mom, she gave me the opportunity to like go study graphic design in Canada. So, um, yeah, I studied graphic design at this small college and in Hamilton, you know, they teach a little bit of typography and stuff. I just never really thought, but at, at that time I just literally like stopped doing everything all I wanted to do is become a graphic designer. You know, that was my, my, my goal. You know, I want to be a graphic designer. I want to live in Canada. So you made that and, at what at what age did you decide that? Was that when you went to college or like when yeah, did you, I was when did you I was go 18, from a hobby to a, a way of life? Yeah, I was still like pretty young. Well, like I'm young, you know, but uh, at the time I was just like still trying to figure out things. Yeah, uh, yeah I was 18, 19, then graduated. And what happened was uh, I graduated and then I kind of like, running to the wall of kind of like, what am I doing now? What's the next, you know? So I find myself unemployed and I got, I got whatever job I, I, I could, you know, I started doing screen printing. For the starving it. artist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. I'm here right now. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, everybody, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a great experience, honestly. Cool. But, um, yeah, after that, um, I was working at a screen printing company and then, one day I was just really bored. I really want to do something that filled me up, you know, like something that um, I re uh, was my passion. So I bought a bunch of markers at this graffiti shop and I bought a couple canvas and started, you know, just doodling and then took some photos and I would like start a Tumblr and kind of Tumblr, everything took off. And then after that, I started working freelance bits here and there. Because you have a, a substantial amount. Uh, your social media following is, is crazy. I think it's over 200,000, correct? Uh no, like Instagram like a hundred something yeah thousand so it's it's it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting close to like five hundred on Instagram. I'm like I'm doing it, I'm making it, and then I go on yours and it's like, but you deserve it though, man. Uh, and a lot of people Thanks. have been going crazy on 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 just mine alone. Like oh we can't believe it. So uh, yeah, that's so cool. You definitely have a community that's engaged and and rightfully so because you make awesome stuff. Yeah. In the fall of 2012, you moved to Toronto to work as a freelance graphic designer. But after just four months, you headed down to back down south to uh, your home uh, hometown in Mexico, Durango, Mexico, uh, to work full time as an independent designer. What made you decide uh, to go back home? Uh, it kind of wasn't on me. I mean, at the time, uh, I pursued to be a graphic designer. You know, that's why I I was living in Ottawa, the capital. So I moved to Toronto um, just kind of in a hope to like get a like full-time job as a graphic designer. After a few months, like, you know, like money said like going low, like no, no luck. So I had to move back to, to Mexico because my, my visa situation, yeah, okay. my, my visa situation, my work visas expired. So I had to go move back and it kind of sucked because at the time when I went back to Mexico, I got a few offers. Hey, we want you to hire you. Oh, no. Like, uh, it just sucks. So like, oh. So yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that made me um, push freelance. It's kind of like, all right, well, just gonna try to do it from home. So when when you yeah. returned home, were, were did people were people aware of what you were doing in in Canada and the states, or they didn't really know? Or did you kind of have to start from scratch once you got back to Mexico? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just like whole journey because um, I, I tried to do graphic design and at the time my portfolio was the graphic design, some uh, editorial and, you know, booklets, a bit of photography. So it was kind of like all over the place. 
but then when I went to back to Mexico, that's when things started kicking off for me, you know, like um, trying to do, well, I was just doing more lettering and just, I had the time really. That's right. what, what happened. I had the time to do what I love to do. So I was just doing weird stuff, putting it out there, you know, and eventually some people started hiring me to do it. I mean, it wasn't like I got everything right away, but like, you know, like getting little gigs here and there. So yeah, then it was like the ball of snow that kept rolling and rolling. So it's <laughs> so awesome. So I'm yeah. hoping that my ball keeps rolling and rolling. We'll see. Uh, right it now will, it's like it a, it's a little tiny snowball right now. So that's how it starts. <laughs> um, so then in the summer of 2014, you moved to New York City, uh, my neck of the woods, and attended uh, Type at Cooper, where you earned a typeface design diploma from the Cooper Union. Uh, what was le that like? And um, also, too, which do you prefer, typeface design or hand lettering? Do you like work? No, it was typeface space? design. I yeah. studied typeface design. But I'm saying, which do you prefer in terms of typeface or like by hand? Uh, that's what happened. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to be accepted at the Cooper program at the time. It was only, um, I did the condensed program, which was um, a month and a half, almost two months. And yeah, so I had to work a year and a half in Mexico, you know, just working, freelancing, whatever I could get just to make it to New York and pay the crazy rent and do all that. So when I finally got here, um, yeah, the, the the program just changed me, you know, completely changed my work, made me realize how much everything I was doing was wrong, you know, and um, and just it really made me dive into typeface design, typography and more depth. And it, it really made me change what I wanted to do. If I wanted to be a typeface designer or wanted to be an illustrator, editor. Um, so it, it just kind of shaped me. So it kind of like put me on this side of not doing typeface, although I appreciate it because it really um, sharpens your skills as a, as a designer to understand the letter front because it's yeah. one of the most basic um, elements of, of graphic design so yeah, yeah. it's def definitely on my on my list of things that I want to do and I'm kind of at a point now in my career my very young career as well that um, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do it's like one day I'm on like handsome Frank and I want to be like you know <laughs> Lee Favre, and, and then you know the next day I want to be a typeface designer and the next day you know I want to go work at a place like Collins like that it's just all mm -hmm. over the place and I can't seem to to find out which way I want to go but my question to you is um, was there a, um, ever a moment where you kind of felt like I have to make a decision or, or do you kind of just go with the flow and constantly switch it up? Because you do like everything. I don't understand how. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything, but it's like... Yeah, a lot. A, a lot. I just, I just use the same thing for many, many stuff. Like what I do, it could apply for a cover magazine, a wall. It could be a sculpture. Like just, it just has so much potential. Um, but no, like going back to um, your question, uh, definitely it, I went with the flow. Really, like okay, like I'm getting more projects of lettering. I'm getting more like stuff like this. Okay, I feel comfortable. I like it. I didn't. I really enjoy it. You know. Mm -hmm. So it started all like coming together. You know, like very naturally. Um, but you know, like I always look up like other like famous designers. You know, Jessica Hitch. You know, like. Uh, you know all these all these like people Juan Carlos Pagan they're like all doing super cool stuff so I was like wow that's it's possible because for me being in Mexico I never thought it it, it could I could make a a, a living a pro uh, you know like 
mm-hmm. um, a career out of it. So once I started like the everything rolling, I, I was feeling like more happy and more confident. So I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, so yeah. you always post on uh, your Instagram, your famous Instagram uh, page, <laughs> um, you know, using all sorts of different markers and they all look so cool. I have no money to buy any of that stuff. But uh, as soon as I do, I'm going to. Um, but you have all these really kind of neat markers and, and tools and things that are kind of outside the box to create these really neat effects. Uh, what currently is your favorite tool that you're using? And in the past, what are some of the other ones that you've used as well? Um, I'll say like my favorite tools, like by heart, like just um, crank markers. I Not just because like kind of promotion, but it's like I have a really good relationship with their brand, but that goes back from like me being in Mexico, you know, trying to like get these expensive markers because I was also, you know, in Mexico, like not making money, like always wanted, always wanted to work with them. Um, there, there's some of the best out there. I just love them. And I, I can say that they, sh- that kind of marker shaped my style, you know, like the monoline script. Um, it just comes from tagging back then. I was just using this like markers, like uni pen markers. Yeah. Um, so it was a dream come true to come to New York and finally uh, meet uh, Craig, the, the owner, and Craig. And I've been working with them for a long time now and super supportive. Did you get free so. markers? Yeah, yeah, they're kind of sponsored, so super supportive. That's you so know. cool. Yeah, they're amazing. If Sharpie ever wants to, to, to sponsor me, I'm ready for you. Let's do it. No, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. It's just like preference. Some yeah. people like other brands. You know, I just... I was just always a fan of Crank and, you know, just working with them is like, you know, it's kind of like working with one of your favorite clients and establishing a a long-term relationship is what else can you ask for? Yeah. So you've worked over the years, you've worked with companies like, uh, you know, Pentagram and uh, among others and and big agencies. And do you also talk about kind of going out on your own? What's it like to kind of have the the financial stability of working with a place like that and then to then go on and, and do your own thing and, because for a lot of people, myself included, it was really mm-hmm. jarring and terrifying when it was like, you know, like last month I made rent by like $100. But it was a <laughs> phenomenal month of, of discovering and, and, and learning and doing all this kind of fun stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like a trade-off. But for people that are thinking about making the jump, what would your advice be to them in terms of going it alone and, and kind of sticking with it even when financially it's sort of tough? Um, I'd say before leaving because when I left the agency here, when I was uh, here in, in New York, um, I started getting freelance, you know, like, I don't know. I heard like, uh, for instance, Zipang, I heard uh, his interview and he was also, you know, well, he was a tag master. He started freelancing just to kind of test the water. So that's yeah. what I also did at the time. Um, yeah, just pretty much testing the waters. Okay. Getting like, okay, I have five projects. I can definitely pay the rent with this. And I have more, you know, so, and then you start figuring out, okay, like this could be a good time to leave <clears throat> until you finally make the decision. Okay. I have enough work. I have enough money saved. <clears throat> Actually, one of the uh, person who gave me really good advice was Justin uh, from working at work. And he was like, you know, you just got to make sure you have enough saved to like survive for a few months. And that's, that's what I did. Um, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah no i think save it's very important. before you jump man. Save <clears throat> yeah save and before that it's just like not just the money but also having a portfolio ready mm-hmm. before living like having something to show like right away you know and it's kind of like like um um just preparing everything before making the jump 
yeah. you know, because otherwise you don't prepare and you're just going to jump and it's going to hurt. So yeah. I feel it's just the best way to just have some sort of like money situation solved somehow for a few months, but also have all your work like ready to go, yeah. you know, to show like, so by the time like you, when you quit, you already have, you know, some um, job offers and stuff like that. It happened to me, like, you know, I, w I was so close to like work for Apple or Nike full time, but it just things happened that didn't happen to work for them. I was kind of bummed at the time, but like yeah. it ended up working out for, for the best. So now working for, my, for, for me and, you know, it's, it's good. I have a lot of freedom. So what else can I ask for, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, there are a lot of people who are just graduating now who are trying to get jobs and trying to get noticed. There's somebody who's done that very successfully. Um, what would your advice be in terms of trying to get a foot in when you don't necessarily have the experience or, you know, agency experience? What's your advice in terms of getting um, recognized in this creative okay. community? Just patience, really. I mean, a lot of hard work, but like patience and knowing that your time will come because um, if you work hard, really hard, um, you know, people will appreciate that. But if you also make lots of friends, I mean, it's not also um, for the sake of just making friends or making connections, mm -hmm. but it's just like meeting people really because for me what happened is like um, I only have two months to like, you know, be here in New York and at a time I, all I wanted to do was just meet people like because it was a one lifetime opportunity for me to be in new york so i just went and met everybody i could you know talked and asked people hey how how do you do this how do you do that you know hey and eventually everybody especially in new york everybody's very helpful and i'm sure like the, the designer community is also like really really supportive yeah so once you like you're confident like just do it and then just relate because the community is, is very supportive and it's not really like competition i don't see it as a competition there's a lot of like inspiration and lots of uh um feedback between designers and eventually like the brands will come to you because now brands focusing are focusing our on finding talent not talent finding the clients you know so right. All you have to do is pretty much like put yourself out there, you know, just try your best and be patient. Eventually, good opportunities will come to you. And don't forget to check your email because sometimes yeah. you will not see it. And then <laughs> it's too late. They've already hired someone. Yeah, they already hired someone and you missed out the project or the brand you always want to work for. So, for sure. yeah. did you have anybody along the way? I mean, like for me, it's been in particular, it was, you know, um, Ron Burridge, Brian Collins, Debbie Millman. There are people that have made these huge. Uh, who have had huge influence on my life. Did you have anybody who you looked up to? Yeah, it's crazy because I met like some people, you know, that I always admire, you know. Um, Juan Carlos Pagan is like good friend uh, and we're really close. He gives me advice a lot. Alex Trashud is another like really amazing designer, illustrator. And, you know, they make time for you. Like when you're like unsure and what to do and you, you see them as more experienced person and professionals. And, you know, they really help you out and they help me out a lot. And Shane, I have a lot of, like, you know, friends that have been very supportive. Justin, you know, from working on working. I always like, wanted to be they, friends with Justin, so I'm, like, really pumped that we're, like, sort of, you know, we're, 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 we're getting there. <laughs> Our friendship is growing, so it's good. I remember seeing his Skillshare class being, like, and it was weird. I, I watched his uh, the Skillshare class with Claire and Justin, 
And this is when I was still yeah. in school. That just shows how, how young I am. Uh, and I was like, man, I got to be friends with people like that. And now I'm friends with both of them. So it's kind of neat. So it's a beautiful full circle. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we all know each other. So it's it's a really good community. They, they help me out a lot, really. Yeah, like a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, so just in closing, uh, I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been awesome. No, thanks, Rob. It's, it's fun. You're an awesome <laughs> thank guest. You. If you want to come back on anytime, bro, I, I can come up with more questions. Um, cool, cool. But, you know, as far as the, the, the future is concerned for you, and uh, I know you're doing 15,000 different things at any given moment, but what, what are you planning to do for the future? And uh, are there any things you haven't tackled yet that you want to? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say now because it seems like the things I wanted to do, bigger walls, uh, more art, uh, kind of street art, like just really experimental. That's really what I want to do. Not really focus on like, oh, I want to work with this brand. Or I mean, eventually they will come. But uh, I think that's the best way. Just keep doing what you love. And that's what I'm trying to do. Just doing what I love and see what happens. And just progression, really. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, where can people find you? I mean, most people are probably already following you, but uh, where can people find you on social media, your website, and all that jazz? So um, they can find me. Well, my website is uh, Um My Instagram is It's a Living. Uh, Behance, It's a Living as well. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, just all type across. It's a Living, you'll find it. it. Just It's a Living. Something will come up. Thanks so much for coming on, man. This is a lot of fun. And, uh, I hope to uh, see you again soon. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much. I appreciate awesome. the invitation. And yeah, let's talk soon. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.